Fans, welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 187, where we recommend and lovingly review the best of the brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, December 12th. And this particular podcast is just so full of all the holly jollies. I hope that you are too. And I uh, gotta say, Ian is not with us this week. He's not feeling well. I hope you get better. Get some rest, Ian. We'll see you next week. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latori. I hope that you're doing well and all the loved ones and friends and family around you are doing well as well. <laughs> Please hit the subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. And follow us, please, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all with one name at one place, at Sunspots Comics. It's easy to find. And I always like to start the show with some humble thank yous. Most importantly, thank you to you. Yes, you, the listener. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Whether you're just trying out this, this whole thing and it's your first time, or you're one of our Sunspots Comics loyalists, seriously, thank you. There's a lot of podcast options, so thank you for choosing the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I appreciate it. And thank you also to my friend Nick Papa George. He sings our fantastic Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his solo singing stuff on Facebook.com slash PopDs and his band Solution on Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. If you love reggae and rock and feel-good islandy music, you're going to love the sounds of Nick Papa George and his band Solution. So check them out and thank you, Nick. And also thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Check out their super giant selection of nerdy t-shirts at popuptea.com. I mean, they got it all, folks, and then some. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off of any order, any shirt order at all, even the clearance stuff. So go and check out popuptea.com, and thank you to the guys there. I appreciate it. Thanks. And now let's just crack a kneecap as we <laughs> land right into the, the superhero landing, of course, right into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue 187, starting out with some stuff that's been floating around up inside of my nerd brain. Some of it just gets just jammed in there real good and I can't get it out. Uh, the first nugget of nerd lodged deep inside of my nerdy frontal lobes is Batman! The Dark Knight himself will be on the season one finale of Titans. If you don't have the DCU streaming service, get it. Ask Santa. I mean, unless you've been naughty, forget it. It's just coal for you. Uh, <laughs> there's a trailer that just dropped a day or so ago. It's two minutes and nine seconds long, and it is so packed with spoilers. That's right, for Titans, the TV series. Uh, that I turned it off in 31 seconds, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, here is just maybe 9% of what I saw and heard in the Titans season finale, season one trailer for the finale episode, uh, which is episode 11 that airs December 21st. It's coming up really soon. I'm just, just, a, just a smidge, just a taste of what I saw in this Titans 
trailer. Uh, spoiler alert, of course. Uh, I heard uh, Batman versus Robin. Uh, the the Joker is dead. Uh, Commissioner Gordon is dead. I stopped right there. It was just too much. Again, that's only nine percent uh, because that's that's only thirty one seconds. I did the math. Trust me. Of what you're gonna see in this trailer for the season finale of Titans, the season finale of of season one. It's it's so darn good. If you haven't watched it, get it. If you don't have the DC Universe streaming service, pay for it. It's worth the five bucks. I would have preferred. To, of course, not knowing that Batman was going to appear in the season finale of Titans. It would have been better as a surprise, yes. But there you go, internet. <laughs> Sometimes the internet just won't let that happen. It just has to keep showing you stuff. There are so many articles and social media and everything. It was just constantly in my face even when I tried to turn away. Uh, so there it is. Batman is going to be in the season one finale of Titans on the DC Universe streaming service. I can't wait to see the Cape Crusader himself. Just take over Titans. I don't know if he's going to take it over per se, but be in it. And again, this is the the 10th of the, the, the... I've seen the 10 of the 11 episodes. The finale is the 11th episode. Uh, again, that's going to be on uh, December 21st, which is coming up in five days. And I can't wait. I seriously can't. All 10 episodes that I've seen so far of Titans have been fantastic. A plus. Five sunspots out of five sunspots. I highly recommend it. And they're going to end season one in a huge way. I mean, the se- the series has been stellar, but they're just going out in a just a big Batman-y kind of way. <laughs> and again, Titans on the DC Universe streaming service. I think you can get a free trial of it. Just go to dcuniverse.com. Uh, the final episode of Titans airs December 21st. I highly recommend it. Watch Titans. It's just stellar. It is A-plus TV series, uh, A-plus comic book series it doesn't even even putting aside that it's a comic book show it's just a great tv series very gritty dark heavy action-packed it's episode nine of titans which is phenomenal it was kind of a sort of out of place out of time flashbacky episode but it was phenomenal episode nine of titans might be my favorite but anyway go and watch it if you haven't yet do it titans and batman will be there the dark knight himself and another thing that's lodged up inside of my nerdy brain, super duper good, is Voltron Season 8 is out now. It is here. It is available. This is the final season of this fantastic Netflix animated series. It, it's it got five lions turning into a giant robot, folks, for Pete's sake. I mean, what else do you need? You don't need anything more than that. This season so far, I've only watched uh, one-ish episodes. It's just kind of centered around the aftermath of this war on Earth with the Golra and other villainous giant robots, which is fantastic. But Voltron, I have spoken of this before. I have given it glowing reviews before. It is a 5 out of 5 sunspots. It's a buy. It's a rewatch. It's just uh, one of the best animated series, honestly, that I've ever seen in my life. It's that good. It's really just, there's just so much heart and family and action-packed fun in Voltron. That's what it's really all about. I mean, I'm... I'm sad that it's going away and this is the finale season, season 8, but we got so much, so many fantastic moments that I am looking forward to just re-watching. That's Voltron on Netflix. I mean, it's like I said, A+, 5 out of 5 sunspots. It's the whole shebang, folks. It's got drama, it's got heart, it's got great animation, it's got five lines coming together to a giant awesome robot that saves planets. It's just, uh, there are stakes, it feels heavy, there's a lot of sort of family moments in it, it's... 
It's just wonderful. Anyway, I can gush all day. I love Voltron on Netflix. Binge it now. It is worth it. Each season, I think, has like 13 episodes. They go by really fast. They're about 20 minutes, roughly. When you take out the intro and the outro and the credits, etc., it's like 19 minutes. It's just, it's just great animated family fun. It's good stuff. And it's five lines coming together. Robot lines that come together as a giant robot with a giant sword. It's just, it's just great. Voltron, Netflix. Trust me, it, I give it a glowing endorsement. Go and watch Voltron on Netflix. It's fantastic. And the last thing that's floating around inside of my nerd brain is that I'm actually, I created and I'm writing my very own comic book. It's called Zombie Destroyers. It has been so much fun. It's a dream come true, really, to just make my own comic book my way. And I've wanted to do that since I was just a little kid. And I'm actually doing it, and it's fantastic. I created Zombie Destroyers. I'm actually writing it. I'm even doing the lettering. Please follow the Zombie Destroyers team and all their social media. You've got artist Juan Mora at Young Minded Giant and Jordan Hudson at Skablad, and colorist Caroline Nolasco at Carol N. Art. But please follow them all, and thank you to all the Zombie Destroyers team for helping me bring Zombie Destroyers to, to life and just help my dream of making a comic book come true. So thank you to the Zombie Destroyers team. And if you'd like to see what Zombie Destroyers looks like, just go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. There's actually three colored sample pages there available for your eyeballs now. And also now up next is a quick mention of the segment I love called Spotlighting. It's the segment on the Sunspots Comics podcast where I get to have some great conversations with some comic book creators. And I wanted to mention a few. Check out the Sunspots Comics Spotlighting interview that I'm super proud of with Troy Nixie. He is a movie director and an artist. He actually created this comic book called It's uh, Vinegar Teeth from uh, Dark Horse. It's one of my favorites. It's just odd and weird and twisted. But he also directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro. It's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And I, I actually really enjoyed it. Which, And I don't really enjoy a lot of horror movies. Um, that's just me. But we talk about that and so much more. It's myself and Troy Nixie. Check it out on the feed. And also check out uh, Sunspots Comics issue 159. I interviewed comic book creator Nandini Bapat. She interviewed, uh, uh, just we had this wonderful conversation. She talks about the comic book that she created called Aja. It's about her grandfather's real life. And it's just so heartwarming and lovely. Check that out on Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue 159. And there's also a bunch more coming, bunch of interviews coming, and a bunch of spotlighting interviews I didn't even mention, but they're all there on the feed. Go check it out. If you work in comic books or you're trying to break into the comic book industry like myself, let's have a chat. Let's talk comics. Send me a message and a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or of course, message me at sunspotscomics. So now, on to the main course, the centerpiece, the epicenter, the sweet and tasty nugget of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is the comic book recommendations, where I will share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out, new comic book day, Wednesday, December 12th. So get ready to write these down. And just in case, a super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But seriously, don't worry. I just want to inspire you to go buy these comic books. I never really spoil them. You don't have to worry there. I never discuss the last few pages, and I only discuss just some of the interesting points in each comic book. And there's always a ton of points in a comic book. And I never kind of give you the cliffhanger at the end, so don't worry. I don't spoil that either. But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before I get into the top comics, let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. Every week, I pick what I believe to be the best 
of the comic book art that came out that week. Put your eyeballs on these immediately. You will be so happy that you did. First off, I always go with the cover artist winner of the week. And this week, it is Mr. Lee Bermejo. Spelled B-E-R-M-E-J-O, by the way. Follow him on everything at Lee Bermejo Art. Uh, it's, I think it's pronounced Barmejo? Could be wrong. I'm so sorry, Lee. But he is the cover artist winner this week for his fantastic cover for Batman Damned, issue number two. Go look at this, folks. It's Harley Quinn in Joker makeup, and she's just kind of licking her lips and teeth, and there's kind of blood on her face, and she just has this greenish-white hue to her skin. It looks ultra-realistic. Her eyes just kind of have this, like she's ready to murder you kind of look, um, but trying to seduce you at the same time. It's just... You just can't turn away from it. It's really a striking cover. And it's this it's really this green hue that kind of just steals the it's she doesn't even have the purple joker hair per se or the green purple hair. It's just kind of all in this green hue and the white makeup and this and the red. It kind of even has that sort of Day of the Dead sort of look, you know, to Harley here. Um, but you can see the black and red sort of shiny outfit and she's wearing like a sort of a leathery sort of jacket or something. But it's ultra-realistic. Lee Barmejo's art is just super, super realistic and gritty and such attention to light. It's like the light source is just on the left side of her face as it kind of is going from left to right. And so it's just like this eerie single light source that's happening here. But it's gorgeous. Check out Batman Damned, issue number two, with Harlequin as the Joker on the cover drawn by Lee Bermejo, our cover artist winner of the week. It's just stunning and striking, and you can't look away from it. Uh, Harlequin is a joker. Come on, it's gorgeous, it's gritty, it's dark. Check it out. And this week's artist winner of the week is... Uh, this is a multiple artist winner of the week. It's one of my favorite artists of all time. It's Greg Smallwood for Doctor Strange, The Best Defense, issue number one. Follow him on at everywhere at Savage Smallwood. And what can I say? Greg Smallwood, he's one of my favorite artists of all time. I especially loved his run on Moon Knight. I get that easily. It's just amazing. Uh, his art on Vampironica, which has been his recent work, is excellent as well. Uh, especially if you're an Archie fan, which I'm not a huge Archie fan, but I like the Archer Horror Family fan, uh, or the, the Archer Horror line, and it's been phenomenal. And Greg Smallwood wrote uh, with his sister, Vampironica. Check it out. But anyway, he won the Artist Winner of the Week for... Doctor Strange, uh, issue number one. You gotta see this. It's uh, titled "The Best Defense," issue number one, and it's Greg Smallwood did the interior art. I wish he would have done the cover. He didn't, but his interior art is stunning. He has this sandy, soft-edged style, but very detailed lines at the same time. That's a tough thing to do. That's definitely Greg Smallwood's signature look. I can just pick it out in a lineup if that were ever such a thing that comic books. Would be in the lineup but anyway i could from very far away i can say that's greg smallwood stuff it's just very striking it stands out it's very sort of unique in his own way it's just this overall sandy soft edging but hyper hyper detailed like greg smallwood does these super duper like eye realism he just captures eye realism better than anyone in the business i, I just mean it and there is a, one of my favorite sequences in doctor strange the best defense is where he literally captures an eye. <laughs> it's, you gotta see this. It's gross. <laughs> but it's fantastically drawn. Uh, I've, I've said too much, but 
man, there's these, there's also this panel. This is an absolute love letter to Steve Ditko, uh, and he passed recently. And there is just this out of this world two page splash that's just total galaxy space. It's just kind of bonkers with comets and, and lights and stars in all directions of just multicolor verse that's happening here is definitely an homage as a thank you, as a dedication to Steve Ditko, uh, wonderfully done by Greg Smallwood. And there's just this striking opening sequence where it's just old man Doctor Strange walking this barren, the barren earth. It's just, it's been destroyed. It's just dust and powder and... It's just this old man, this gray outfit. It's just very, he almost kind of, you can, just is camouflaged into the background of this destroyed gray earth, dusty earth. So it's just so iconic. It just so, it stands out. He has the eye of Agmato just kind of as his flashlight leading the way through all of this dim gray dust. It's gorgeous and it's stunning and it's done in this, in the typical Greg Smallwood fashion that is just beautiful and stunning and makes my, my eyes and heart and and brain happy to look at Greg Smallwood's art. So check it out. He is our artist winner of the week, Mr. Greg Smallwood, multiple artist winner of the week on the Sunspots Comics podcast here. Greg Smallwood, check out from Marvel, Captain or Doctor Strange, uh, The Best Defense, issue number one. It's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And the breakdown. Uh, this week I read 26 comics. It was a big week of comics, and only five of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. All 21 of them didn't make it to the list. It's very tough to make it to the Sunspots Comics recommendation list. Also, there were six brand new number ones that came out this week that I actually read. And only uh, one, two, one of them made it to the top pick list. <laughs> only one. So the other five did not. So it's got to be really darn good. To make it, it's got to be great to make it to the Sunspots Comics top pick list. So make sure you listen to the new number one and grab that immediately so you can be in on the fun right from the beginning. Because that's important. So here we go. These are the top comic book recommendations. This is the list of what I consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out. Wednesday, new comic book day, December 12th. I strongly recommend you go to a local comic book shop, support them, and buy these comic books immediately. So there were five, as I said, in the countdown. So here we go. Coming in at number five is War Bears, issue number three. This is from Dark Horse Comics. This is written by acclaimed author Margaret Atwood and beautiful, nostalgic, flashback to the 40s art style, very realistic lines, beautiful cartooning slash realistic blend from Ken Stacy. Wonderful, wonderful art. And this is um, actually three of three. This is it. This is the end. And it was such a poignant, such a just beautiful homage to the golden age, to, you know, that World War II era, uh, the, the kind of romantic look of it. I mean, the cover of this, of War Bears, is just this purpley green and white hue. It's this beautiful just splash of colors here when you see on the left side sort of uh, the, the birth of the atomic age and on the right side like the the rockets launching sort of the, the hopeful uh, NASA space world that's launching into the into the galaxy. And it's just and then you have the the war bear in the center with our artist kind of right at her, at, at her feet. It's just this wonderful, beautiful symmetrical setting on the cover of War Bears issue number one. Go check it out. But in the meat of this, it's just this love letter 
to a to to Canada. It's a love letter to to nationalism, to people that you know support their country uh, back then in World War II. And it's also an homage and very much a love letter to the the beginnings, the humble origins of comics and some of the struggles they went through uh, right as uh, World War II was uh, going on and right towards the end of the war. And that's what I, I love about it. It, it. it feels very historically accurate. It feels like uh, the writer here, Margaret, has spent a lot of attention sort of understanding the history of comics and where they fit in in World War II. And in this particular case, it's where Canada kind of fits in. And uh, they've they've created this this war bear character uh, named Orsanet or Ourcenet. Maybe there's a French kind of uh, sort of the way it's defined. So I'm probably screwing that up. But Orsanet is this were bear ultimately, and her two giant polar bear sidekicks that uh, get involved in World War II and and try to uh, you know kick the Nazis and and jump into moments where she's needed and help people. And it's it's just like this. She is just this vision of hope in uh, in the in the war in this very bleak war, of course, as the way our our artist draws it. But it's kind of neat. You get this fourth wall breaking that happens here, where it's centered around our main character. I want to say his name is Alistair, and uh, the young kid is just trying to break into comics, and he has this great idea for Orsonette, the war bear, and he's just struggling to kind of sell it to he has a very hard-nosed sort of editor publisher owner of the of the small publishing house that he works for she's just a ball breaker and she at, at times can uh, be a little um on, on the sauce and kind of have some inappropriate moments with uh actually many inappropriate moments with the staff and he's just trying to figure his way out he's a young kid that's uh trying to sort of make his family proud his his older brother went to the war and uh, we get to see kind of what happens there, which uh, it's World War II. Come on, we you know it, a lot of it wasn't pretty, and that's what happened to him. And and then every now and then they just splash in to this to the World War II fighting and war bear, and it goes from from color to black and white when we have those flashbacks. So it definitely feels like you're you're reading an old like comic that was made in the 40s, and I, that's what I love about it. it just kind of transports you to another time and another place. And there's top hats and four and three piece suits and women women always wearing full gowns and you know and dresses and it's just it's just a kind of a romantic era and it definitely spends a lot of time in there and the ending really really just got me i won't the uh, detail at all but i'll just tell you that it, time does zap forward here and we sort of actually see what happens to this comic book creator in his life as as the circle of comic book history sort of if, as things go around and come around and it circles back to his life when he's an old man and it just was heartwarming and it got me and it was lovely and I really enjoyed it and so I highly recommend War Bears. It's only three issues. Go get it. It's from Dark Horse Comics. Like I said, it's a rarity that uh, uh, such an acclaimed author, Margaret Atwood, will leap into the world of comics and Ken Stacy's art is just, it, he, he absolutely poured his heart and soul into this and you can tell he just, love was in every panel. It's just so detailed well and and just you get to live in that that era and you get to see a side of comics in Canada that not a lot of people know about so it's just an interesting book and it was well done and war bears top notch get it easily uh, into the top countdown here so I'm glad it was our number five and coming in at number four is Batman damned issue number two this is our cover artist winner of the week from Lee Barmejo wonderful wonderful writing from mr. Brian Azzarello 
uh, gritty, dark comes to mind immediately from this, and edgy, and it's a little all over the place, and some of the writing has kind of a poetic style to it, and poetic beat. There was a time where I missed some of the lettering, um, because it was, it, it's not in bubbles, any, uh, most of it, and there was just sort of very small, or almost kind of darkish font in places that you wouldn't expect, like in the building. You really have to look around, because... There aren't bubbles to kind of lead your eye in a lot of the panels. Like, there's this gorgeous two-page, like, splash page of Gotham. It almost looks like it's just, like, Devil's Night. Like, it's on fire. But uh, there's, like, these tiny little bit of font mixed into a building. And there it is. Uh, So, I I had to kind of read it twice. I'll say that much. But you cannot deny Lee Barhamo's uh, gorgeous, stunning, gritty, dark, noir-style art here. I mean, there's there's a moment here where, where Batman and Constantine are standing on uh, the rooftop of uh, what looks like an ancient um, Catholic church with gargoyles and angels. There's so much detail going on, and and he and he just lights a cigarette. You know, you can see the light just kind of hit. Constantine is like, you know, his face is lit up with just the the lighter. So that attention to detail and that kind of closing in, coming in close and into a tight shot with uh, just that little teeny little spark of light lighting Constantine's face. It's just, it's it's compelling. It's amazing. Uh, again, um, Mr. Lee, uh, I'm going to mess his name up again. It's Berhamo, gorgeous, top-notch artist. Uh, maybe my favorite sequence to just look at is when um, young Bruce Wayne is dressed up as the Lone Ranger, and he has this sort of fake gun, and... He does something that he shouldn't have, and his mom gets upset with him. And that sequence is so beautifully drawn. It's 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 about the emotion in the eyes and young Bruce Wayne crying and his mom crying as well about sort of her take on guns. And it you can even see it definitely foreshadowing Bruce Wayne's life and why he's very anti-guns, except for in some of the films. We're not going to remember that. We're going to let that go. But in the comics, you know, he's, he doesn't shoot people, doesn't has his code, tries not to kill people. It has happened, but, you know. Anyway, uh, it just takes your breath away, this scene, with uh, the, the look of the ferocity on Bruce Wayne's face with this gun when he's upset with his mom, even though it's a toy gun, and how she reacts, and how he reacts, and the tears that are all flowing there. It's just this wonderful, uh, heartfelt, uh, kind of heart-crushing sequence. It's just fantastic. The look on Martha, the look on her face uh, with her mascara running down her, her, her cheeks, it's just so realistic. And the eyes are so just perfectly done. Even the little bit of glint of the of where the light is, paying close attention and respect to the light source again, it's just uh, phenomenal. It's just uh, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. But this story is uh, very complicated. You've got uh, a lot happening. <laughs> it's uh, it kind of focused around partnering with Constantine to sort of find out uh, if the Joker is in fact actually dead. It was reported that in the first issue. And sort of, uh, and and then there's sort of like flashbacks and part of Bruce's life that's kind of coming up to the surface in regards to this. A lot is sort of happening to him emotionally because it's the Joker, and so he's reliving things and thinking about his past. And so there's flashbacks and so on, and uh, and there's just there's you know you wouldn't think like a, a pairing like with Constantine would be as interesting as it is, but it really is because uh, he's not overly Constantine isn't sort of overly in it. He kind of it's just sprinkled in every now and then to kind of give uh, Batman a sort of hint or a pointer or an inside scoop uh, to help find out if the Joker is uh, really dead. So Batman damned. Check it out. It's it's hardcore. It's gritty. There's no full frontal nudity in this one from Batman. 
thank goodness. <laughs> I had enough of that in the first issue, but this one's definitely. And when Harlequin comes on, uh, there's definitely an, uh, a controversial sequence there with what she does to Batman. It's kind of interesting, a little scary, a little crazy. This definitely has an edginess to it. I like that. That's why Batman Damned is our number four pick of the week. Get issue number two, man. It's just great. Get both issues. Uh, they're gritty, dark, and a whole lot of fun. So now on to the top three comic book recommendations of the week. Here we go. The big three. Coming in at number three is The Magic Order, issue number five. This is from Image slash Netflix. This is written by Mark Millar, and it's beautiful, stunning, realistic. Very, very realistic. No cartoony kind of style here by Olivier Coppel. Coppel. I'm so sorry. But man, this, uh, this had a moment in it that really kind of shocked me, and my jaw sort of dropped. That's all I want to tell you. So, uh... Uh, I'll lead it with that, but it's just another fantastic, gritty, dark, uh, rated R Harry Potter kind of comic book. That's the best way to sort of, best thing to sort of compare it to. Uh, it is magic in the dark world of magic, in the, like I said, uh, deaths occur in this, and it's, uh, they don't pull any punches. This is definitely a dark and gritty and realistic. There's like two warring magic families here, this Madame Albany. And, uh, and this, this other family of magicians, Madame Albany is kind of considered the evil dark one. She's the aggressor. She's sort of attacking and, and killing some of the, the other, the magician's family, uh, which I've already forgot their name. I apologize, but this has a reluctant, uh, a son that's a reluctant, uh, magician here that is on the outskirts. He lost a very young daughter in a horrific tragedy. And he's just trying to hold his marriage together with him and his wife. And so he doesn't really want to be involved in all this magic and mayhem. But the family pulls him in. I mean, this Madame Albany is killing the family. He has sort of no choice. He's got to kind of take his wife and hide her in a very odd, strange place. Almost like they're hiding her inside of a Salvador Dali painting is the best way to describe it. Uh, but it's just a great twist. A great sort of fresh uh, look and feel uh, for the realm of magic. Very adult, uh, sort of the way that, that the narration is done, uh, the way that the relationships are. There's complicated relationships like uh, between brother and sister here uh, that they, you get to see and that they're, they're, they know they're heading into a fight where others in their family have not made it. So they're kind of saying their goodbyes. It's really kind of heartfelt and touching in this. But that's what you're going to get uh, in, a, in, a, in, a way, in the best way to encapsulate it. Because it really focuses upon this major sort of jaw-dropping twist that happens here in the Magic Order issue number five. It feels like the end of an arc, but it might not be. I would strongly recommend reading all five issues of the Magic Order. It looks amazing. Olivier Coipel is top-notch, and it's Mark Millar. Uh, it's like no character's kind of safe. And he definitely has this writing style that just feels very realistic. And he just he's just one of those master storytellers. That's why Netflix is all in. And we're going to be seeing uh, like Prodigy last week. We're going to end this, The Magic Order. I do believe there's two or three more. Uh, we're going to be seeing Netflix TV shows uh, on these comics eventually. They haven't released as to when, but I can't wait to see them. It's a fantastic way to lead up to us getting the juices flowing and the interest going for the Netflix series of The Magic Order and Prodigy and whatever the other ones are. But... Get the Magic Order issue number five. Huge twist here. Kind of an arc end. Get the other four issues of the Magic Order. It's wonderful. Mark Millar stuff. You gotta see. You gotta get it. Get it immediately. And coming in at number two, 
is another comic that's been a multiple uh, artist winner, multiple cover artist winner, uh, multiple top pick of the week. It's issue number three of Murder Falcon from Image Comics. This is uh, written and everything except coloring for Mike Spicer by Daniel Warren Johnson, one of my favorite artists of all time. It's him and Greg Smallwood in the in the countdown. It's a lovely, lovely week of comics when the two of them are in the Sunspots Comics podcast. But man, Murder Falcon, uh, another stellar issue. All three of the issues so far have made the top Sunspots Comics top pick list. So get them all. Trust me, Murder Falcon. If you love heavy metal and you love stories with a heart, and if you love kind of a story about a band that breaks up uh, due to one band member having a major like tragedy loss in his life, the, the lead guitarist, Jake, his wife uh, looks like she died of, of cancer, F cancer, and sort of the aftermath of that. We get to see the drummer here, his name is Jimmy, and Jimmy, um, you know, they try to reach out to Jake after some time has passed, after his wife passed away, but he's not answering calls. And so they have no choice but to kind of look at other, other you know, replacement guitarists because they're about to make their break. And that's when Jake sort of walks in and is like, who is this guy? Is he my replacement guitarist? What the hell are you guys doing? You didn't even tell me. And they're like, we tried to call you. You know, we know your wife just died. So, man, it's just this complicated mess right there that's kind of at its heart. But at the same time, this crazy murder falcon has came into the world because the, the Earth's being taken over by monsters from this rift that's open in the sky. And it's uh, now we have a, a name and a face to the evil and the one that is responsible for this rift. His name is Magnum Chaos. What a fantastic name. It's like Stan Lee would be proud. He's, he's smiling down on us right now with that name, Magnum Chaos. But man, he's like this... The evil bad guy here is like these mouths in all directions and it's like... He like he swallowed a hand grenade and his head exploded and then froze at that moment. It's just teeth and eyes and it's just it's mayhem. Uh, that that would have been a good name too uh, for him. But man, Murder Falcon has a giant robotic arm, and in this we're, we're we see that the monsters are powering up, and thankfully uh, because the crazy creatures like Murder Falcon they can uh, gain strength and gain amazing fighting powers by a by the link to a musical entity and an instrument that is jake and his guitar so yes he, he plays some heavy metal and murder falcon just ignites comes to life has superpowers and fights these monsters and they have to save the world with their rock yes it's like uh this comic book just has tenacious d uh just you know elements just sprinkled all over this that's that's why i've got to love it and you know i love metal i love music i love rock and daniel warren johnson writes these very personal stories he's said this in the back matter that this is kind of another love letter to his love of playing guitar that in his life when he's stressed out and he's having a difficult time this is daniel warren johnson the writer he'll pick up a guitar he'll he'll play music it just it takes him away it doesn't solve all his problems but it can help that's kind of the uh, the birth the the basically the muse of what murder falcon is so uh, the band is getting closer together we introduced to our, our new character jimmy here she's an awesome drummer her drum kit has rockets yes jet packs what more do you need so and every now and then they sprinkle in some realism like you get to see what's going on with jimmy's dad and, and jimmy's dad's health's not that great and so she has her own set of issues there and it's interesting how they tie that together with how saving the world with their rock will also sort of save their souls and save their spirits and give them 
uh, the, you know, what's needed to continue uh, in some of the harsh realities of life beyond just monsters trying to destroy it, like realistic, you know, health issues from your your mother and father kind of things that's happening. So that's that's Murder Falcon, right? <laughs> you think it's just metal from the look of it, but it's a lot more than that. And uh, I highly recommend it. All three issues, like I said, have been a Sunspots Comics top pick of the week. So get them, get them all. Murder Falcon issue number three. It's fantastic. And Dave, Daniel Warren Johnson's art, these, he just does speed so well, this kinetic energy, does two-page splashes so well, he loves to do big art, and even on his small panels, hyper-detailed, so I love his art, he's one of my favorites of all time, Daniel Warren Johnson, check out Murder Falcon, seriously, amazing, stellar, but here we go now, on to the number one top comic book pick of the week, this is the great one, the champion, the top dog, the supreme leader, the big kahuna, here we go. The number one comic book pick of the week is Doctor Strange, issue number one, The Best Defense. This is written by Jerry Duggan. I love Jerry Duggan's writing. Phenomenal writer and art by Greg Smallwood, one of my favorite artists of all time. The cover is pretty good, too. It's uh, Ron Garney and Richard Eisenhove. Fantastic. Very, very kind of what you'd expect in a Doctor Strange cover. Nothing out of the ordinary there. It's him posed, his hands in that position, and of course the spiraling magic sort of coming away from him. It's it's pretty pretty darn good. I would have liked the liked the Smallwood cover because just more Greg Smallwood in my life uh, is always a fantastic thing. But hey, it was good. But Jerry Duggan wrote the heck out of this, and let me tell you, it's an interesting, simple story. It's really a just a love letter to Steve Ditko. Uh, he even mentions and draws something in the back there that you'll see at the very, very end. So make sure you go through every page, folks. You don't want to miss it. It's just a dedication to Steve Yitko. It's really nice. But uh, this focuses around a very old... This is old man Doctor Strange. It even kind of slightly fits into kind of Avengers Affinity War. This could be one of the million ways that he was trying to see a way to destroy, to beat Thanos. Maybe it kind of has that feel to it that it could almost fit into the movie continuity a smidge. And uh, they love doing old man stuff, right? Old man Wolverine, old man Hawkeye, old man everything. What else is there? There's more. I know, I'm missing them. But here we go with old man Doctor Strange walking the earth that is just desolate, that is just barren. It's like the whole earth is just gray ash. And he's barefoot walking the earth in gray garb, almost, like I said, camouflaging himself in just this desolation of the destruction of the planet Earth. It just looks like there's no one left. You see a, a, a like a, what looks like New York City-ish, a big city behind him in complete rubble. That's just the opening sequence. And then, as I said, Greg Smallwood just really captures the eye realism. <laughs> Doctor Strange just pulls his eye out. He, <laughs> he knows that magic has a cost and he says that I'm broke. So he has no choice but to just pull an eye out of its out of its socket. It's a a moment I'll never forget. It's uh, you don't see that very often in comics. It's grotesque and it's beautiful and it's I, I laughed and went at the same time. Uh, and I don't do that often. But he has to power the eye of Agamotto some way, so he jams an eyeball in there and it gives him uh, the last little bit of magic juice that he needs to kind of find uh, the last bit of thing that he needs to fight Dormammu. There's one element that he needs, I'm not going to spoil it, for a last-ditch effort 
because uh, there was sort of an apocalypse that happened, and Dormammu sort of came in at the end when uh, the Earth was already at its knees to finish most of everyone off, and Doctor Strange is one of the last people left to walk the Earth. And, man, uh, it surprised me. This uh, made a turn that I was, like, super kind of giddy and happy to see. There's an interesting, weird piece of magic that... Uh, hats off to Jerry Duggan, how he designed it. Uh, it takes a character and uh, the character becomes a... Oh, I'm saying too much. Anyway, and the last piece thing that he needs to fight Dormammu with it was a great little surprise there too. And it really kind of uh, filled me with giddy happiness. That's why this is definitely the top pick of the week. I was just like happy during each panel. I didn't want this to end. There's a great fight sequence with like these ash monsters that look like... Um, they've just risen right out of the ashes from Dormammu with like antlers and they're, they're four legged and just have all these skulls attached to them. And they're just white as whitish gray, like the color of the earth. And they're frightening looking and the design and the structure of these were, was just phenomenal hats off Greg Smallwood and Jerry Duggan. I think this is a, a partnership that needs to continue. I hope uh, they have plans for something else. Because I think they're very much on the same page here with their style and sort of feel of a comic. So, yeah, he's uh, Doctor Strange is desperate here. He he knows he doesn't have much to fight with. Uh, if you're wondering, um, you know, he's got a few bags in his, you know, Felix the Cat kind of bag that he's got. And he's pulling out bags of tricks to kind of desperately and barely hang on because Dormammu's coming. And things that he's doing, these little bits, these little flickers of magic are basically like uh, ringing the dinner bell for, for Domamu to find him. And he kind of knows that. So it's his last run. It's his last ditch, ditch effort here of trying to end Dormammu and maybe uh, do uh, in the typical Doctor Strange fashion, but uh, reset things. Maybe the Eye of Agamotto will uh, multiverse time travel thing that he'll probably maybe do. I'm, I'm not going to... You got to read it. But, man, uh, there's even some flashbacks in here. Another tie-in flashback to this, this character that's just wearing a, a white sheet with two holes cut out and it says boo and stabs people. I want to see more of this character. I know it's sprinkled into a few others. I can't remember where, but I don't think they've really laid out who this character is yet. Um, but it's like a, it's just literally looks like maybe it could be ET. Who knows? It's just a bed sheet, two eye holes and a knife and says boo and stabs people. Um, so there you get, we could see that character again, but man, the way that, uh, Dr. Strange, uh, this issue wraps up, it's, it very much stands on its own. I don't know if it's going to be part of the best defense. There's more comics of this nature coming out. And there was this defender line that it kind of feels like it's tied into. There was uh, also silver surfer that came out this week and there's more coming out next week that are in this, the best defense and defender sort of uh, imprint. But I, I got to look at all of them to kind of see what's happening here. Who cares about continuity? Just enjoy this old man Doctor Strange sort of one-shot. It is great stuff. And like I said, the weapons that he ends up using in this fight towards Dormammu, you definitely got to see. It's just, it'll get the, the nerd heart a-fluttering. It, it, trust me, it did for me. It's great stuff, but... Man, easily our number one pick of the week, Doctor Strange, The Best Defense, issue number one from Jerry Duggan. Gorgeous, gorgeous, artist winner of the week. Greg Smallwood, uh, check it out, folks. Marvel did a fantastic comic with this. Doctor Strange, that is why it's easily our number one pick of the week. So there you go. Those are the new comic book recommendations for this week's new comic book day, December 12th. Let me lock the vault door. Excellent. All those comics are secure now. 
if you have any questions, comments, or you want a personal comic book recommendation, email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com. To see the entire Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated into one place with all of my favorite picks of the week since I started this podcast, just go over to sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list. You'll see all of my updated list here. There's 101 comic book titles that I'm currently reading, and they're all there. Also, click on Top Comic Book Picks of the Week. You can see all of my past top comic book picks. They're all there as well. I update my site every week. I'm super proud of it. Just go check out sunspotscomics.com. Please bookmark it. And sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And hey, would you like some free comic books? Well, check this out. From time to time, as a thank you to you, the listener, I give away free Marvel Digital Comic Book Codes in Sunspots Comics podcasts. I read them off. And all you got to do is just, uh, there are still some that are unclaimed. So all you got to do is listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts that are on the feed, grab the Marvel Digital Comic Book Code that I usually read around the beginning of the podcast, and just take that code over to marvel.com slash redeem to punch it in and see if you've won. That's it. It'll give you a free comic book from Marvel just from listening to Sunspots Comics Podcast. So go get them. Good luck. And let me know if you get them so I can give you a little shout out. And also, thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. My buddy Julian hand makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts. I honestly don't know how he does it. He somehow must infuse some sort of code into the art on the front of the page. But um, all the t-shirts are based on cryptozoology. And you take your HP Reveal app and your smartphone and every Cryptid Zoo t-shirt actually comes to life and has a little video and does something for you to look at. You gotta see this. Uh, most importantly, go to cryptidzoo.com and use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off your order. That's right, just go over to cryptidzoo.com. And please, please, please tune in next week for issue number 188 of the SUNSPOTS COMICS podcast where I'm going to be reading 22 comic books next week on my pull list for New Comic Book Day, December 26th, day after Christmas. And of those 22 comic books, four of them are brand new number ones. I'm going to check those out for sure. But I'm going to read them all, and I'm only going to tell you about the great ones on next week's podcast so that you can ultimately save some time and save some money and read some amazing comics. And please help us out a little bit if you got a little time. Just uh, tell a nerdy loved one to check out the Sunspots Comics podcast, and then go over to the iTunes and give the Sunspots Comics podcast a few positive words with a five-star review. It really means a lot to me. If you do so, I'll give you a shout-out on a future podcast. I'll mail you a comic book prize pack from me as just a small token of my appreciation. And by the way, every link that I've mentioned, every website, uh, everything that I discuss is always on the podcast notes. Check them out. I've spent a lot of time in there and just hyperlink everything so you can find stuff really fast on the internet. So check out the podcast notes. But uh, thank you. So thank you very much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I just really hope you love these comic book recommendations. There is top-notch stuff here. And like I said, they're really going to save you some time and save you some money if you just check these out. They're phenomenal. Now, thank you very much again for listening. Go and spend some quality time with those ones that you love by reading some comic books together. Be water, my friends. To be continued. See you later. Bye. Y'all
place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics Town I can feel it <laughs>